chapter 12 in Jeremiah, verse 5. Let me just read it with you. It's going to cost you to come to River Church. Yeah, it, we, we've, we found the Jewish uh, faith, has, uh, they charge for their seats, and, and uh, that seat's going to cost you more than it has been right there, Deborah Ann. And uh, Susan, your seat is way up there. Now, Lisa, you're sitting in the cheap seat. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's going to cost you, as it already has. It's going to cost you to come to River Church, not because the River Church but because of the gospel that you're willing to embrace and unwilling to not let go. He said, if thou hast run with the footmen and they have wearied thee, then how canst thou contend with horses? So that is the call. That's one of the ways it's said in the word about the call on every church, every church. It's not like we're special. We're not special. We're a New Testament church. And we endeavor, we endeavor to have it uh, set up in divine order, have New, New Testament order in our, in our fellowship. And uh, the things that we do, even to get to this place right now, we endeavor to do things that are in the Bible, to do things that are in the Word. He said, if thou hast run with the footmen, that'd be like regular guys, and they have wearied thee, how canst thou contend with horses? And if in the land of peace wherein thou trustest they wearied thee, then how wilt thou do in the swelling of Jordan? So, family, we, we're called to contend and to conquer, to dominate, overcome. We, we, can't, we can't compare ourselves with them like, well, we can run as fast as those boys. We're, we're not comparing ourselves to those boys. We're comparing ourselves to the horses that are under those boys. So let's just, let's just be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Let's finish so we can finish strong. Let's finish strong. Whatever that is. If the Lord breaks forth in the, tomorrow morning, we'll all be glad. Nobody here will say, doggone, I needed a few days. That's, that, that's, un, that's uncommon. They're all looking for more days. Let's, be, let's finish strong. <coughs> Excuse me. Turn in your Bible with me to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, please. <coughs> Excuse me, if I cough just a little bit, I have been delivered from a great scourge. <laughs> this is a great verse in verse 13. And one thing that makes it great is because it accesses the Old Testament, a faith statement in the Old Testament. And he says, we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written. So we have the same spirit of faith according to what has already been spoken and said. Not, not different than that, but exactly like that. So what was written? <coughs> Excuse me. I believed and therefore have I spoken. Say it with me. I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. We also believe and therefore speak. We also believe and therefore speak. So 
we came out of an era of, of, uh, of uh, a kind of teaching, and I was certainly the flagship in it in my own life, where confession was uh, uh, set aside, set above believing. You confessed unto believing, and there's a truth to that. You put things in you, you feed on the word, and uh, then you believe the word, and then you confess the word out of a different spot. You confess the word out of your head, and then you believe it, and then you confess the word out of your heart. <coughs> Excuse me. And so uh, we believe, and therefore we speak. Speaking is a part of your life. Speaking is a big part of your life. We have, we have less words to say about what the world's saying and doing and having and being and more words to say about what God has said. Are you in agreement with me? If we, if we run with footmen and they worried us, how will we contend with the horsemen? Well, the way we contend with the horsemen is that we believe and therefore we speak. I believe and therefore I speak. I believe and therefore I speak. So I'm... Uh, uh, faith has a voice. Faith has a voice. Faith speaks. If you, if you don't have any speaking, then you don't have any faith because faith has a voice. It can't help itself. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. If it's in there, it will come out. So if hard times and what are we going to do and this is terrible and I don't know how we're going to get through this, if that's coming out of your mouth, you got something, but it's not faith. So you go, well, it's the truth. I, it, it is hard. It, we do not have any money and this and the other. It's not the truth. There's nothing worse, I say, and this is just me, but I say there's nothing worse than a complaining tither. You don't know who you are. You don't know who you are because tithing affirms the covenant, the covenant. The old covenant is affirmed by wealth. That's how they knew they were covenant people is everybody that was in the old covenant had provision and supply. You can, you can fake believing and saying, <coughs> excuse me, you can, con you can fake believing and saying, but we know the difference. When we, when we fake it, we know. Because faith has a different sound, a different tone, a different intonation. It has a different uh, a resolve. It's got a, it's got a contending element about it. When, when faith speaks, it's not contingent. It's not reticent. It's not like, well, if this happens and if that goes right, well, then, then I'm in faith about it. No, faith is absolute. Faith just says, I have it, period. Family, we got to, we got to get in faith. You got you can't get near faith. You can't just say we're we're almost there. We're on the edge of faith. You got to get in faith. And so we're talking about this morning the I am essential. The I am essential. Actually, you might not know it because I've been off on rabbit trails for the last several weeks and Christmas and New Year's and all that. But this is number four in the I am essential. If you if you want to know how to connect back up, but what we're doing. This is the plan the Lord's given me, is we're going to healing. And one of the highest things, one of the greatest things that you can ever do in your spiritual life 
to contend for being faithful to being a Christian is to believe you receive healing on your own. There's nothing, nothing wrong with needing help. And we, we're not saying, well, now if you come up for prayer, you're a little, you're a little bit. We're not saying that. I'm not. And we're, we're, but we are contending for more, even though we're on the track. We're on the road. Susan and I were talking about it's okay to be on the road to, to, to fullness and power and strength and dominion. But, but before you're there, you're somewhere else. But we're all on the road, aren't we? So, so we're contending for believing for healing on our own. It's rare. Let me just tell you, it's rare. They say, they say, who knows? I don't know. But they say that Oral Roberts was 89 years old. That's over the river and through the woods. That's down the road. Before he said, I believed God for my own healing. Wowie. And he's the man of faith. He's the man. And we're not, we're not, we're not, I'm not disparaging him. He's my hero. So that's not it. We're just saying it's just been that we've looked for an easier way. But I believe, this is just my observation, that Christians that, that get healed by the normal means, if any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them anoint him with oil. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And if there's any, if he's committed any sins, they will be forgiven him and the Lord will raise him up. It's close to that. That's not it exactly. Or they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Or communion. Communion is a great way to get healed. But after a while, you can't go back to that and keep dipping. After a while, you have to, because there's a faith in the process. You develop a faith or a dependence in the process. Well, I'll just go get pastor to pray for me or somebody. And there's nothing wrong. That's, that's good. But that's not, that's not Jesus. I do not want to, to put you off this morning. I don't want to go somewhere where you go, that's, that's terrible. I'm just meaning there's a higher way. That's all I'm saying. Many ways to get there, but until we get there, then we, we get there however we get. get. Get well. Go to the doctor and get yourself saved. Don't die. Living is everything. Live to fight another day. Live to learn. Live to know. Live to understand. So how do, you, how do you set a foundation in for believing for healing on your own? Where you just, something comes up and you just, by his stripes, I'm healed. And nobody even knows. Nobody even knows the black plague has come upon you. <laughs> and you just... You're just like nobody needs to know. That's a mature Christian when you, when you can say nobody needs to know. And it's not because I'm ashamed or embarrassed or anything. It's like, I got this. Wouldn't that be a, a place of dominion in our lives where we just say no weapon formed against me in the healing realm or the health realm or the body realm can prosper? I got this. Whatever it is. So it's called divine health or divine life. Where you go from healing to just living in health. 
so how do we get there? And that's what I want to tell you what I'm going to do. That's, I'm telling you the track that we're on in case you go, what is he saying and doing? It'll help if you know the roadmap. We first have to know who we are. We all believe God can do anything. We love the scripture. Nothing is impossible to him who believes. Believes what? Well, that nothing's impossible to God. But that's not the whole end of it because just because you believe God can do anything, you don't necessarily believe God can do anything for you. Because we are, the word talks about condemnation. We get condemned for our sins, even though, because we're not good, we're not good. Shame on us, we're not good about 1 John 1, 9. If you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That's, that's God's bar of soap. That's where we go. It's like, I messed up. <gasps> I'm ashamed. I'm embarrassed. I messed up. Hope nobody knows. That's, get clean. Get clean. If guilt or shame comes into your life, then either own it and say, I did do it, and then confess your sins, or deny it and say, I didn't do that. It's a lie. And walk above it. But don't be guilty. Don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed because that's not who we are. The Lord Jesus was never guilty or ashamed or embarrassed, and we're not either. But if we mess up, and we do mess up, it's, it's less and less. Would you all agree? It's less and less. And it's, it's less consequential more and more. You know, we don't, we don't rob big banks anymore. <laughs> That's a joke. It's so funny if you'll think about it. Uh, so we deal with it. We deal with it. So to deal with that, that if we confess our sins, if we confess our sins, in other words, we agree with heaven. What I did or didn't do is this to you. It's against your word. It's against the call of God on my life. It's against my identity in the, Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's against my marriage. It's against my, my, uh, my, my children. Or what, whatever, whatever you did or didn't do. We could all repent for, for, like Lynn was saying this morning, we could all repent for mishandling our money for 20 years. Or however many. Would you all agree? Yes. You go, well, I just didn't know. Well, uh, you could have. Barry Paul's known about this stuff since he was. <laughs> He's always been in this. He's been in it longer than I have. But tall people can't get where I am. So so he's that's how I got in the door. The door was low and I got in and he hit his head and fell backwards. So we confess our sins. You go, how long do you have to confess them? Until you are clean. Until faith rises up and you say, it's as if, or it is as I never did commit it. In other words, you, you absolve yourself like you would coming out of a courtroom when the judge hits that gavel and said, case dismissed. All charges are dropped. 
you, you get your lawyer and you, you hug him and you go out the door and meet mom and, and everything's gone. And that's how we have to do with sin. But we have to be honest with it. Some, you, you can't just say, it wasn't a bad sin, therefore. Because the, the therefore there will, will snag you. It'll snag you. you. You can't say it wasn't a bad sin. It's not worth the trouble. It is worth the trouble. If, it, if you know about it and you have thought about it, it is confessible. You come in agreement with heaven. I am the righteousness of God in him. I dominate sin. And in this case, I did not. But the blood of Jesus cleanses me from all unrighteousness. And I am as clean as if I never committed it. So when you go to commit it again, and this happens often, I'm assuming. And you would like to say, Lord, I know I've been here before with this sin. Well, see, that's just that tells you where you you haven't gone. You haven't gone to absolution. You haven't gone to. I confessed it out and it's as if I never sinned, because if you go back and he says that he doesn't remember it, he deals with it as you deal with it. I don't know how we're on this this morning, but we'll 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 follow this little track. But this is how you get free of sin. Bless God, we we ought, you ought to come you ought to come to church and you're just the happiest and the boldest and the most rare and to go Christian. Just let me at some sinners. I, I, I made the block before I came in the building because I was looking for sinners or whatever to get them saved. Well, I wouldn't want to do that. Well, why not? Well, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm guilty. And that's what stymies and puts aside all of our boldness is guilt, shame, embarrassment. That is the thing. It's called condemnation in the Bible. And that's why Romans 8, 1 says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. What's the law of sin and death? The man who sins shall surely die. Well, we don't die not one whit. We don't lose anything when, when we sin because we, we, we deal with it by the blood. The blood has absolute dominion over sin. And we, we, we acknowledge that. We say, the blood's got me. So we exalt ourselves to say, well, my sin is... You know, I'm embarrassed and I shouldn't have done it, which is always sin. I, and I, I hate to go to the Lord with it. Well, yeah, he got the memo as you were doing it. And so he, he probably is well in for it. What? We just deal with our head. Our head is just and we got we got to get out of our head, get out of our head and say, that's crazy talk. Let's do what the word says. Let's be free. Let's be free. And if you'll get free, then sin won't have dominion over you for the next time. Because you'll know that was a process. I mean, when you sin, it's a process. You don't just say, Lord, just ditto that one according to, you know, last week or whatever. Just ditto that. Throw another one in as, as you're throwing that can of 
my sins away. No, it's a process. You go in and you sort of get born again again. You, it's not that, but it's like getting born again again where you, you change. You go back from guilty and condemned back to being free indeed. Well, if we barely know that, how, what do you think most of the Christian world's doing? They're just a big seething pot of guilty. They're all guilty until they're not. Until they rise up in rebellion and, and, and self and self-exaltation to say, well, bless God, I'm not putting up with that. I'm not putting up with the guilt. I don't believe that's a sin. I don't believe homosexuality is a sin. I don't believe that stealing is a sin. I don't believe whatever, whatever. And then you go, you get off into error. So we're going to ride it right. We're going to ride this thing into the end because we've got a lot of people to set free. I said, we've got a job to do and it's up to us. The angels aren't doing it. The Holy Ghost is not doing it. It's people. He, both of those are helping us, but it, it's, it's you. It's me. And you got to go into a house. You got to go. You got to find someone at Walmart and just you have to have a confidence that faith is talking to them. Faith is ministering to them. You, you, well, we all sin. We all fall short. And I know my life has been checkered with a lot of stuff. But if you'd like to receive the Lord Jesus, we'll put on you. I should get back on the subject. Ah. So the point is, the point is, we got to get free so that we qualify for healing. The same thing, the same way we qualify for being forgiven of sin. If you can't get qualified to get forgiven of sin and walk away free indeed, free indeed, then, then how do you think healing's going to stick? I'm preaching real good here this morning, y'all. I'm glad I showed up. Hallelujah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the tape. Hallelujah. No, really. We sh if, you can't, if you can't settle the sin question, then how are you going to settle the healing question? Well, we don't. We hit at it. We hit at it, hoping something will stick. And when that doesn't work, well, then we go find somebody. Well, help me, because I can't make it stick. Well, that's good. But a lot of times it doesn't work. I mean, you go, it doesn't work? Well, there's not faith there for it. You got to go, when you go to the doctor, you got to have faith to go in that office. Those people's got plans for you. They want to stick you in the hospital and hook you up. And they're looking for stuff. I think I found something. So I wrote down here this morning, cannot, you cannot be a sinner and have victory over sin. So are you a sinner or are you a saint? 
Well, bless God, I'm a saint. Well, then you have victory over sin. Well, I don't feel like it. Ah, the old feeling syndrome. It has no entrance in our life. We don't go by how we feel. One day I felt like I wasn't handsome, and then I woke up, and I said, <laughs> you tall, dark, and handsome thing. I said, yeah. So you've got to own your deliverance. That's, what I'm, that's my point. You've got to own your deliverance. Are you, a, are you born again? Well, yeah, we are. Well, what does that mean? Is that, a, is that a work in motion? Is that a sliding thing that says, well, I was a sinner, and I'm going to be a saint. I'm going to be born again. And I'm on a sliding scale somewhere in between. I'm going to be, I'm going to be someday, you know, the Lord, the Lord's not through with me. Someday the Lord's going to, no, the Lord is through with you. I said, the Lord is through with you. There's nothing that's going to take him off the throne and bring him back down here to deal with you. He did it. It is finished. It is done. It is over. He did it. All that's left is me believing what he did. And if you can't believe this, then you won't believe an angel walking through the door. The, the word says that very thing. You won't believe anything. If you don't believe this, you won't believe anything. So we believe this. And when we find our faith in contention with the word, we are, we stop and say, where have I gone? What have I slipped into? I can be absolved of sin. I can confess my sin and he is faithful we could go there and just we could go there to forgive me of all unrighteousness, to erase it out of my soul, to take it out of my being as if I had never sinned like you had given been born again again. It's not that, but I'm saying it's like being born again. When you're born again, your past is absolved. It's erased. It's done. Is that right? Do we believe that, that when the born again person, they're free. They're like, you, you were, but now you're not. You're none of that. You're all of this. Well, that's who we are with the blood of Jesus still. A continuing work. And just like you had to open your mouth and say, I believe I received the Lord Jesus Christ to be the master and ruler, the Lord of my life. I receive his lordship and I am born again. Just like you would do that to get born again, you have to do that with sin. You have to say, I believe I receive the lordship of Jesus in my life and the blood of, of Jesus cleanses me from all unrighteousness. And so I state my sin. I did this or I didn't do this. And you articulate it. You don't skin by and say, well, the Lord knows the details. The, the details are not for him. When it says cleanses you from all unrighteousness, it's not talking about your spirit, man. It's talking about your soul, your soul. Your, there's, there's nothing that's ever going to happen in your spirit, man. We are sealed by the Holy Ghost. Nothing. You are untouchable down here. You are, you, you are born again and nothing will touch this. No matter what you do, no matter what you didn't do, no matter... You, you got saved on Sunday and you backslid on Monday and we never saw you again. It doesn't seem fair, but we looked at the way of the end times and we found out, well, there's a reward system. So that boy gets no rewards. 
They just they put bale after bale on the conveyor and it just woof, woof, woof. <laughs> and, and then nothing. And they put the last bale on his woof and he he doesn't have anything, but he's in heaven. He's born again. He's in heaven, but he gets nothing. You go, well, that, that's OK. It's not OK. You have no idea or you should have all idea about the reward system. Oh, it's what you're going to do for a thousand years is based on what you did right now in this place right now. I mean, this place, this this earthly tenure, 80, 90, 100 years, whatever, whatever you you can make. That's going to that absolutely promotes you in that kingdom. You don't you don't want to be the washerwoman. You don't want to be the 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 pickup girl. You don't want to be the 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 street cleaner. Where am I? Oh, my word. I want to tell you, I, it cost me at the time. I didn't know it was so little cost, but at the time it was a great cost for me to receive the Holy Spirit. There was much persecution. They sent people to my Bible study that I was having in my home on Thursday night. They sent a Baptist deacon there and he sat there to listen. They sent a, a Baptist deacon to my men's, young men's adult one class in the Baptist church. And they sat there because I was talking about him. I was talking about the Holy Ghost. And, uh, and then they, they, they threw out a, a, a couple that were in the Baptist church, but they were spirit filled. And they were having a meeting downtown in Seagraves, Texas. Well, stuff gets noticed in Seagraves. It had one blinking light. And it didn't always blink, so it was it was one. And so when when and and so they kicked Johnny and Martha out of the church, they kicked them out. And the deacon went to my mother-in-law, the, the head the head honcho, Bob, and he said, Michael Billings is next. Well, my family was there, her family were there, and we were all there. So it wasn't just like we can just slip out. But we did. We slipped out and went to the Methodist Church one Sunday. They were as afraid as if we had triple COVID. And we had, we had pulsing things on our bodies. And uh, so that wasn't, that wasn't it. And we went to the assembly. And they didn't know what we were, but we were tithers. And they liked us. They said, we, we can get along with this. <laughs> and so... I paid a high price for the Holy Ghost. My family still doesn't get it, but it doesn't matter. I'm not going back. And that's what I'm talking to you about this morning is we're not going back. It, you look back and you go, well, that wasn't such a big price. But at the time it was. And that's that's how you have to gauge it is you were being persecuted at that time or whatever. Well, there's more to come because I'm telling you, we're wild eyed. Aren't we, Becca? We're wild-eyed, Joey. Aren't we wild-eyed? We are. We hadn't got into full manifestation. We're not in full mode. But we, we know the, energy, the nuclear reactor inside is pulsing. And we're like, we're going to take this thing. Like, like Lynn says, we're going to take this show on the road. It's who we are. We can't help ourselves.
Well, what if I get embarrassed? Well, it, I hope it's not the first time. I hope this isn't your introduction 101 to embarrassment. I hope you've been, you've been ducking and dodging your family all your life. You can't sow a little and be rich. We are either sowers or we're spectators. We're tippers, tippers, tippers. Don't be a tipper. Because the Bible says when you tip, that is how you purpose in your heart. You can't be sick and have victory over disease. I hate it when something slips in on me. Do you? Do you hate it? It's not just inconvenient. It's it's a it's an affront to who of my identity. It's a is an affront to to. You can't so little and be rich. You can't be self-focused and have favor. You got to identify with I'm something special on a stick. I am. I am. I have come. I am here. People don't like that. It's not self. It's in him. The righteousness of God has come and your situation's about to turn around. He's here. He's here. He's in me and I'm here. And so he's here. And your situation is, is about to be reversed. Do you understand the, 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 the change of perspective here? Your situation, I'm here and he's in me, full blowed wall to wall and 10 feet tall. And so therefore your situation is about to be changed. Oh, never thought of that. Well, you know, well, if they ask or if it, I get an opening or if, you know, if they're just pulsing with ugly things and I notice something is wrong. No, you walk in assuming something's wrong because in that world, there's always something wrong. Everybody's got a trouble. If you don't believe them, ask them, ask them. You got troubles? Oh, my. Do you have an hour? They got troubles and they want to tell you about their troubles. So you're the answer that everyone's looking for. You, you don't have to put on a media campaign and say, we're here. Just step up into anybody's life and say, I've come to help. Boy, this is good. I, I may preach it again next Sunday. Hallelujah. But you can't have success until you identify with Jesus. I'm, I'm going to tell you that. You can't have success until you identify with Jesus. Trying to identify with success without identifying with Jesus is, a, is it's called the world. And it will not work. You, you will spend a lifetime climbing up the, the wrong corporate ladder, getting up to the top and saying, doggone, this didn't go where I thought it would. And it won't. We having the same spirit of faith believed and therefore spoke. I believe. Get your believing out there in front. Well, my believing's coming. 
No, get it out front. That's the first thing they see. How do they know you believe? Because you speak. Jesus is on the main line. He's he's there. He's like, I want to do something. The same way he wanted to do something with you, he wants to do it with somebody else. You weren't the last on the list. You weren't the, well, we tied that off. We're done. No, he's got a gazillion people he wants to help. And somebody prayed for you. Somebody stood in the gap for you. Somebody made a provision for you to get born again, to get spirit filled. It wasn't easy to get you spirit filled. There was a little wrangling going on. There was a little wrestling going on. There was a little bit of, a, you know, all the church folks that were all about you getting born again are not all about you getting spirit filled. And so you, everybody in here has got a story. You ought to hear my story, they say. Truly. So you got to take up your cross. Family, we got to take up our cross. We got to take up our cross. Follow him. I know you are. I'm not, I am not contending with your faith. You, you remember the scripture that says in uh, Matthew, uh, it's about chapter 17. It says, one thing thou lackest. It's one of my favorite scriptures. One thing thou lackest. Oh, gosh, if we could just fix one thing, we'd be good. Everyone in here. But if you're missing that one thing, if you're missing that one thing, nothing works. It's not like we're we're 99% online, but we're not online. Well, what's wrong? Well, one thing we lack. So it's the same as if you have no, nothing online, no parts, nothing works. Yeah, it's exactly the same because until that one thing works, we can't be online. You know what I mean, online. You can't be activated. You can't be just like I'm waiting. So if you were in a bed, uh, uh, a sick bed, and you said, I can't get out, I can't get out, we'd have to say, well, we got to get you up and going. But none of us in here are on a sick bed. None of us are living in a house that, that they're about to evict us from. Isn't it good, isn't it good to have a, a house that's right and good? Everybody in this house has got one. It's a testimony. It's not in every church. Hallelujah. Uh, so until we're willing to commit words, we will not commit anything. We won't, we won't commit our energy, our dreams. We won't commit our fortune. We won't commit our reputation to anything until we first have committed our mouth. So we got to get our mouth backed up in our heart. I believed and therefore have I spoken. We believe and therefore speak. We got to get full of the word. Miss Susan, and I was talking about, she says, I'm in the word all the time. I'm feeding. And she said, I, this is so good because she's she's pretty young at this. I'm feeding on the word. That's exactly how it works. I'm feeding on the word. If you're weak, it's because you hadn't been feeding on the word. It's like, well, you know, things hadn't been working out. I'm waiting on things to work out. Feed on the word and things will work out. Yay. This is stuff all of you know. You're, you're living there. We're just, we're just provoking love and good works. Hallelujah.
So you won't commit to anything in your marriage until you'll commit to words. When, until you tell her, I love you more than anything and I, I will never, I will never disappoint you willingly. And I am here to support you, to protect you, to defend you, to supply for you, to make your hurts go away. To, to, until you say those things to your wife, we never know what's going to happen. We, we don't know because words is the gate. And if you hadn't spoken the words, we don't know what's behind the gate. Ladies, it's in reverse. It's not like, yeah, tell him, tell him to giddy up. Yeah, all right, yeah. It's the, it's the other way too. Praise God. Mark eleven twenty three. Can we go there? I, where are we going with this? Praise the Lord. <clears throat> well, you get into those things sometimes. Mark eleven twenty three. you know this one, you know it. Every one of you could quote it without looking down, but we'll say it, we'll read it, uh, we'll read it. For verily I say unto you, that's strong, when he says verily, truly. When the truth says truly, <laughs> the way, the truth, and life. When the truth says truly, probably you can bank this, you reckon? Yeah, I reckon. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast in the seed. Get out of my life. Get out of my life. Be removed from my life. This trouble, this thing, this, this distraction, this, this, this clog in the pipe, this thing that's, that's causing, it's interrupting my service. Be removed. And cast into the sea. Get out of my sight. Is that what he's saying? Get out of my sight. He didn't say, would you move over just a little bit? I'll come back and deal with you later. He said, get out of my life. Get out of my sight. And shall not doubt in his heart, but. Okay, so does not doubt in your heart. What does that mean? Well, he explains it. But believeth those things which he saith shall come to pass. So we got to believe what God says, but then we got to believe what we say. So you ought to get in front of the mirror or, or wherever you are, your windshield or whatever, and you ought to try saying words about you to see if you believe them. Son, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And then I would say back to myself, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Son, by his stripes, you were healed. Now I'd wait to see if I believe those words coming out of my own mouth. You are the, you, you, by his stripes, Michael, you were healed. You were healed. Do I believe that? I mean, you can tell that there's an inflection in faith that's not the same as, oh, yeah, well, by his stripes, we're healed. It's not the same. Y'all agree with me? Okay, so we're just, we're, just, we're just plowing the field that's already been plowed, but sometimes we've got to plow that field again. So 
You, you speak to the mountain, say to the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believeth those things which he saith shall come to pass. This is, it's like Amazon or, or anybody that you get that says, you get a delivery thing in your phone. If only they knew what they did to my phone. So you get that and it says, your package is expected on Saturday. Well, we, we ought to have, and so we start looking for it, don't we? We start looking for it. And bless God, if it's not there on Saturday. So we look out at nine o'clock and well, doggone, there it is. And it's still Saturday. Even though it's, it didn't get there till the last minute. We, we believe Amazon knows what they're doing. Tell me, do we believe, we, we don't agree with them, but we believe we know what they're doing, that they know what they're doing. And so if we believe that Amazon says your, your, your machine is going to be there on Saturday, we start looking for it as if we believe those things that we saith, they saith shall come to pass. We believe what they saith. Oh, so we believe Amazon better than ourselves? We need an adjustment if that's the truth. And I'll tell you, we all need an adjustment. Life is caustic. Life is like acid rain. Life is like it's anything. There's a constant degradation of your faith just by living and breathing and going through life. There's things that, that come that are against the word, against your faith, against what you're believing for that will contend for its right to be real in your life and you're always having to affirm and reaffirm, no, that's not it. Even though you've already done it once, but this thing has come along and said, ah, I'm a new factor in your life. And you go, no, you're not. And so there's a constant degradation. It's not one and done. The world is out there and wants to take you out. And so the curse is out there. Sin is out there. Well, the devil, the devil's out there. You know, and then there's mean people. And some of them are sinners. <laughs> oh, my. What are we going to do with this message? Hallelujah. Well, we're going to finish that verse. But shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have. Amazon will give. Let's make plans the the, the, the cake plate, go ahead and make the cake, darling, because the cake plate will be here Saturday. We can go ahead and make the plate. We believe we receive the Amazon cake plate on Saturday. We're going to make the cake because the cake plate will be here on Saturday. You don't believe that, Pamela? What's wrong with Amazon at your house? Did I ask you to talk? <laughs> this is my show. Okay. Except for Pamela, the exception to everything. Yeah, I am too. He shall have whatsoever he saith. He saith. He saith whatsoever he saith. It's not whatsoever God saith. It's whatsoever he saith. 
So what have you got in you that you can say if if he me saith, I believe that? Well, it's only those things which you believe are going to come to pass. If you don't believe he saith yourself, it's not coming. It'll be a Pamela delivery two days late. There you go. I've just solved the problem. She has no faith in Amazon. We all bow down to Amazon. Okay. So confession comes by believing. So what are we doing? Well, what we did, the mess up in years past, the mess up in years past. I'm just, I'm going to confess it. We just were off. I was off is we believe that the, the emphasis was on confession. We believed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. My bill is paid. My, my, you know, we believed. So we would say what we wanted instead of feeding our faith. And you don't have a confession until it comes from your faith. You don't have a mountain-moving confession until you have a mountain-moving faith. So we're not confessing before we get mountain-moving faith. That comes out of the head. The mouth is hooked up to the heart and the head, and there's some sort of trapdoor in there. And if you don't have faith speaking, and you want to speak, it will default, and you will hear this voice that sounds like faith, but it's not. And you will say to the mountain, if you don't mind, move out of the way for a little while. And so you'll, you'll not have it. You'll, and then you'll be disappointed. Well, that faith stuff, that faith stuff. And I believed, I believed, and then I confessed, and I confessed, and I confessed. Well, if you confessed over once or twice, probably you didn't believe that your word was worth anything. That's hard. But isn't that true? We, we are results oriented here. We're not feelings oriented here. We, we got to get results. We got to make the word work. We got to make the word work. People don't believe the word. Well, there's things in here that aren't true. There's things in here not. No, they're all true. They're all true. Every scripture is true. And we can stand on it and we can, we can, we can hold on to the veracity of the word. So you got a problem? We're going to work it out. We're not going to blame the word. We're going to blame you or me. We're going to blame, we're go- but we're not going to blame the word because the word is absolute. Okay, so I'm going I'm I'm to read these and then I'm going to go. It's six minutes till, which means nothing. But it, it, in case I want to go over on Wednesday, I'm going to try to hold it. Uh, so in my book, I got a new book out, so I'm quoting the book all the time now. I'm a marketing genius all of a sudden. Couldn't even spell genius before. Now, love the truth even when its light shines on your own darkness. That's a good word. You love the truth. Never despise the messenger of truth. He only desires for you to be set free indeed. The second one I I put in here, the convenient man. I invented the convenient man in my book. I invented the convenient man. Surrounds himself with those that never provoke his life. The enduring man welcomes these challengers to eviscerate his own mere man. 
Uh, Lynn said something the other day. He said, tell me the truth. I can take it. I want the truth, even if it upends everything or something like that. That's the way we all got to be. It's like, I want to know the truth. I love the truth more than I love my feelings. I want to be set free. The, the truth that I know will set me free. And being a fake or being a, a, a facade or a shadow is not going to set me free. You think I'm something, well, look at me. But if I'm not free, I have nothing to offer you. The only thing we all have to offer anybody is that we are free. I'm free. I'm free. And if I'm free, I can set you free. With Jesus, I can set you free. But if I'm bound, how can I set you free? The word talks about the strong man that, uh, that, uh, that a strong man comes to a house and unless he binds, the, uh, the man comes to the house unless he binds the strong man, how can he plunder his goods? Something like that. And so we, we can't set anybody free if we're not free. That's why we got to deal with our sin. Well, none of us are doing like, well, you mean both adulteries? No, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about, that's not where we are. That's not where we are. We're just indiscretions. Indiscretions. That's what I would call them. Do y'all have more than indiscretions? Well, if you do, get rid of them too. But it's mostly indiscretions. We, we just messed up, put foot in mouth. You know, we just, you just... And so get rid of them. Don't let them linger around and, and pile up until you're under something. Just go home. If you, if you have a fuss with your husband or your wife, even if she's wrong. Yeah, that'd be rare. Ask her if you think it is. Just repent of it. Get in your closet and just say, you know, that thing shouldn't have happened. And I'm the head of this house. And so it happened, happened on my watch. And I wish she hadn't have said that. But no, you wouldn't even say that. Would you? You wouldn't even say that. You wouldn't say, I wish she hadn't said that. Because after that comes the word, therefore. Therefore, I said that. We don't go there. That's not, that's not how sin works. You take responsibility. Lord, I, I allowed strife to come into my home. And with strife comes what? Confusion and every evil work. Oh, you got to stop strife. You got to let COVID in by the children, grandchildren full before you let strife in. That's a bad example, but I'm saying we, you got to hate strife. You got to hate strife. You got to hate strife. So when, when strife comes and it gets away from you and you can't fix it, you're in the mix, you're in the fight, you're in the... You're in the fray. Get out of it. Humble yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am so sorry. It, blame is not the issue. Being right is not the issue. It's not the issue. It's not the issue. Being right is not the issue. Being strife free is the issue. And so when you get away from that thing, you've got everybody calmed down and they're not throwing stuff at you anymore. You go repent of it and you take full responsibility. Exaggerate a little bit. 
Because when you do, you're probably not. Lord, I started that thing. <laughs> no, you did. Because you had the power not to let it happen. You could have you could have bowed low. You could have you could have. Y'all, we don't. So that's an indiscretion. Things that just happen in the day. Well, we got over it. She made supper and it's, everything's good. That's not that's not it. It's in the air. It's in your life. It's it's shame. It's guilt. It piled on and it will affect you when you go to cast the devil out. It'll affect you when you go to lay hands on somebody. It'll affect you when you go to speak to the mountain. It'll affect you. That thing will be there. It'll be there. And you got you got to deal with it. So there's nothing that that is there. And so you deal with it. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all. So how long do you confess until you're cleansed of all? Until until you can come out of there saying, got it. I'm free. Well, what about that thing? I'm free. Well, you know, that booger thing that you were involved in. I'm free. And that's only and until you can say that. Well, the Lord showed me this about you in the fight. Okay, back to the closet. <laughs> Amen. I, I don't know whether to apologize for this morning or not, but, but you know, these things help. They just help. And if they don't help you, then they'll help you help somebody. Because everybody's dealing with this. I'm talking like everybody's dealing with this. Condemnation, guilt, condemnation, and shame are the most major problems that keep victorious Christians from winning the battle. And so healing, back to healing, and then I will quit. We got to deal with that before we can go into healing. If we don't believe those things which we say shall come to pass and that we have whatsoever we say, then we won't be able to effect a cure in our own body. So you go, well, let's just get to the healing part. We're, that's where we are. All this stuff this morning has to do with healing, with your finances. Bless God, when I pull the trigger, and if I pull the trigger, you're dead. Trouble, you're dead. If I pull the trigger, if I pull the move the mountain and be say thou be removed and cast in the sea, if I pull that trigger, the mountain is dead. The, the situation is over. That's you got to know that you got to know it's like, well, I hope it moved. You got to know. Did that. Got it. It's over. You go, who operates like that? We do. We do. Don't we? Melissa, don't we? We do. We, we do. We do. Annette, we do. We do. We op that's how we operate. Let's stand up and let's sing something quick. <laughs> <laughs>